Hi, this is Matt Shaw, pastor at City Lift Church. If you're in the Fort Lauderdale area, we'd love for you to come visit us on a Sunday sometime or join us online, citylift.church. We hope today's message fills you with courage and helps you on your spiritual journey. We exist just to help people meet, know, and follow Jesus. Enjoy today's message. I am excited. We are in the midst of Family Still Matters. This has been one of my favorite series, I think, of the year so far. Uh, it's it's talking all things relationship. We talked like how do you know to marry the right person or not last week, get the podcast on that, and we kind of helped marriages out a couple weeks before that. And next week, we're going to be talking about how to honor mom and dad. Next week is Mother's Day. If you weren't ready for that, go buy your mom something right now, okay? And make sure you take her out for lunch next week. But we're going to talk about honoring mom and dad and what the Bible says. You know, that's the only commandment with a promise. In the Old Testament, like all these commandments, and God says, honor your parents so that it might go well with you. Think about that. There's something there, right? All the parents are like, amen. That's what I'm talking about, you know? Like, uh, so, so we're going to talk honoring mom and dad next week. And, uh, and then and in a couple weeks, I'm going to preach a message. I'm really excited about this. I, I know I'm teasing this, but I want you guys to keep engaging with this series because it's been good. People need you, not your problems. I'm going to preach a message in a couple weeks. People need you, not your problems. Jesus is the only relationship in your life that he said, give me your problems. There's this great quote from a football coach. He said, never tell people your problems. Half of them don't care, and the other half are glad that you have them. There's so much truth to that. And so we're going to talk about how your problems could be getting in the way of your relationships. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to preach that one, give your problems to Christ. But today, uh, I am uh, looking forward, because this is a, a weighty message. It's a good message. I think there's some heaviness to it, but there's some healing in it. Uh, and we're going to be talking about soul crash Soul Crash is the title of today's message. You ever been in a car accident? Let me see some hands if you've ever been in a car accident. Of course you have. That's most of us. You live in South Florida. You know, and so, yeah, most of us have been in a car accident, a fender bender. Uh, you know, and uh, I, I think relationships are some of the most incredible things that God has given us on the earth, are the most beautiful things, most life-giving things. When some of them don't go well, it is like a car crash. It is a soul crash. You're, it doesn't feel smooth. It's jarring. It's painful. Sometimes there's an emotional recovery process to it. It's like a soul crash. And all of us, again, these are all the meaningful relationships in our life. We all have family relationships, friendships, close friendships. Uh, if you're in the dating scene, you know, dating, romantic relationships. If you're married, this is going to apply a little bit to you too. So we heal each other. We hurt each other in marriage. Marriage is a mixture of blessings and battlegrounds, and it'll probably always be that way. And so we all have human relationships. And today's message applies to what do we do when it kind of breaks down, when we have a soul crash. I think we've all got them, right? We've all been helped and healed and have joy in relationships, then we've all got some hurt in our human relationships. And so what does the Bible say about how to maybe navigate some of these things? What, what is a Christian response to, to some of these things? Now, the good news is if you're in your 20s, I'm now 40. I'm going to rock 41 this June, which is wild. But I'm a lot better at navigating relationships now than I was 20 years ago. And I'm, I'm a lot better at 40 than I was at 30. Definitely phenomenally better than at 15. You're going to grow and get better and better at doing relationships God's way. God is the God of all human relationships. He is the God of all healing. He's the God of all grace. And we've been given the ministry of reconciliation as the church. So God is the God of relationships. And there's definitely a lot of wisdom in his word in this book on how to navigate 
these human relationships. So you're going to get better. You're going to grow. But if you've ever had a relationship go wrong, you know the pain. It's probably on your mind. It's probably on your emotions right now. You're just chatting about it. What do we do from the soul crash? What do we do from the car crash? Because it, it feels, right? It feels there's no way around that. Uh, and first, I'd like us all to begin to this, this place right here. Acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. I think one of the most eye-opening and beautiful things about our relationship with God God sees us in our broken state of sin, and he acknowledges it. He acknowledges the relationship is fractured. The people that I love are broken in sin, and I'm acknowledging it. And I acknowledge that I'm going to send my son Jesus to die in their place for their sins, to take their guilt, to take their shame, so that a door might be made so we could be in relationship again. He acknowledged the broken state. I think it's healthy to stop and say, hey, God, here's where I got it right. Here's where I got it wrong. Here's where I think they got it right. Here's where I think they got it wrong. I'm going to kind of acknowledge that with you. I don't know if some of you journal, but journaling sometimes can be helpful. But I kind of want to just stop and acknowledge it. I have seen way too many young believers try to self-medicate and try to cover one wrong relationship with another wrong relationship. Sometimes we can fly through dating relationships. We can fly through friendships. Uh, we can try to kind of self-medicate some of our broken family relationships. And we've never really stopped to acknowledge, man, here's what's good. Here's what's painful. Here's maybe what I'm doing right. Here's what I'm doing wrong. You know, if, if, you know it's kind of like somebody saying, like, man, I've, I've been married and divorced five times. Well, what's the common denominator? You. <laughs> Have you ever stopped to wonder, Maybe you might be part of that dynamic, you know, and, and sometimes we, and we all have blinders. We all have blind spots as people, um, but sometimes it's good and it's healthy to just pause and acknowledge what might have I done right? What might have I done God's way? And maybe what didn't I do God's way? And what did they do God's way? And, you know, what didn't they do God's way? Romans twelve eighteen says, if it's possible, as far as it depends on you, the Apostle Paul tells us, live at peace with everybody. The Apostle Paul recognizes, guys, you can do everything right, and you can do everything perfect, and sometimes that relationship still doesn't work out. And it doesn't mean you did anything wrong. As much as it depends on you, be at peace. I am doing life now from love and not for love. That is a major difference. And if you're in your 20s, let me preach to you right now. The sooner you get a revelation of how much God the Heavenly Father loves and accepts you, and you begin to live in His love, it is so much easier to hold people with an open hand and to be at peace with them. Because I'm no longer living to chase love, whether I'm dating or friendships or, or even some of those broken family relationships. I am now living from a deep place of real and sincere, saturated love from God the Father. And that changes your soul. If you're struggling with that, could I just encourage you to go home and read 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, maybe even the Gospel of John, and read it again, and read it again, and read it again until it becomes a reality in your heart. God loves me. There's nothing you're going to do that's going to ever make him love you less. Let that sink in. His love for you is vast, it's real, it's deep, it's powerful, and it will change your soul. And the sooner you start living from love instead of for love, I now, in all my human relationships, I have something to give. 
And if it's given back, awesome relationship can flourish. And if not, it's okay because I am loved. At 40 now, I'm way more stable than I ever was at even 30, 25, and 20. But it begins and it starts in the love of God. I am loved by God. That's a Christian reality. It's part of our, our new reality, our new birth. Number, number two. So number one is like, listen, the car, it, it broke down, it crashed. We have this thing that fell apart. I'm going to acknowledge it. I'm going to acknowledge that it was good, acknowledge what was bad. I'm going to ask myself the questions. What did I do right? What did I do wrong? Where did maybe I miss God on some things? Where do I think they might have, you know, and just, just kind of sit there. Instead of trying to self-medicate, I want to heal in God's presence. I just want to heal in his presence. Uh, if, if we don't heal, if we don't process our pain in God's presence, you're going to find something. You're going to try to find something. Pain will turn into poison in the soul if we don't process it. It just does. And so I don't want to have all kinds of pain in my soul. And again, some of you, you're in your maybe your 30s now, and you got 10 years of pain you never processed, and you're like, Pastor, I'm just straight up exhausted emotionally, and I'm not feeling good. But it's probably just a lot of stuff that you've never really processed in the presence of God. And hey, and I, I'm all for therapy too. If you need therapy, you know, one of the ministries of our church, uh, we'll, we'll pay for your first couple sessions at Sheridan Hills. We have a partnership with them, Christian counseling. Let, let's get you help. I want a healthy church. To have a healthy church, you got to have healthy people. Um, so, you know, let's, let's get there. But I want to bring my pain to the presence of God because he's the great healer. And I want to acknowledge, hey, well, here's what was good. Here's what was bad. But if I don't go to him, the temptation is I start wanting to go to other things. And the same with you. If you don't go to him, you're going to want to start medicating that pain somehow. And humans are amazing at creating unhealthy ways to medicate themselves. We just are. This is how people begin to get addictions and problems and crutches because they need something to process the pain. They don't know what to do with it. And so they start stacking all kinds of unhealthy things. Okay, So that's what we want to do. Number one, we're processing God. We're acknowledging it. We're going to pause. Number two, we're going to forgive. We're going to go ahead and forgive. Forgiveness is free. Ephesians 4.32, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ and God forgave you. One of my favorite quotes, I've said it a few times. I'm going to blast it again because you need to hear it. You've probably heard it a few times. Louis B. Smeets, to forgive is to set a prisoner free and to discover that the prisoner was you. Forgiveness keeps my heart free. I need to forgive so I can stay free. Forgiveness is not a feeling. It's not an emotion. Sometimes it's a journey. I had one individual hurt me super, super bad. It was super offensive and terrible. And it took me about two to three years to get over it, to, to really where I felt like my heart had come to an actual place of forgiveness. Sometimes on that journey, it's okay to start and say, God, I know you've called me to forgive them, but I don't want to forgive them. It's okay to start there. God, right now in my heart, I actually hate them. You know, I want you to end them right now. So start with that prayer. Like, just start talking to him and say, God, I know it's not your word. Change my heart. God, I got hurt and pain and bitterness, but I don't want to stay here. You can start there, but I don't want you to stay there as your pastor. You got to forgive and you got to embrace that journey of forgiveness. Otherwise, that poison, that bitterness, that'll eat your entire spiritual life up. As a pastor, I hate hearing the stories of people that are offended completely out of the faith. I just, I hate that because I want to settle in my soul. I want to settle in my heart. I hope you do too. What Jesus has done for me on the cross will forever mean more to me than what people do to me. And I want you to settle that in your heart. What Jesus has done for me 
is going to mean more to me than what people do to me. Will people do things to you? Yes. But I never want that to mean more in here than what Jesus has done for me. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I went to this meeting with the Ann campaign, and, and there was an elderly saint there. She's like 92, 93. And, and just, I love hearing from people that have gone the distance, that have ran the race, like Paul said. They're on the kind of end of, of, of the lap there with God. And she said, you know, church is an easy place to get hurt. It's an easy place to get hurt. And I, I kind of sat there and thought about that, and I thought, that's true. <laughs> it's true. It's an easy place to get hurt. It's awesome when it goes well, but, man, it's kind of an easy place to get hurt. I want forgiveness flowing freely. And I don't come here for other people. I come here because of him, and I keep showing up because of him, and I keep talking because of him, and I keep worshiping because of him. I keep doing this because of him, and he's going to mean more to me in here than anybody else. And the people that, that slip away and are offended away, it always breaks my heart. But I also wonder, I'm like, I think they had a tighter relationship with the church than they did Christ. I want a tighter walk with Christ. And the church is awesome. I love it. But I want a tighter walk with him than I do the church. Okay? So we're going to forgive. Proverbs 17, 9 says, Whoever would foster love covers over an offense. Whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. I love this one. Proverbs 10, 12. Hatred starts fights, but love pulls a quilt or a blanket over the bickering. That's just love, man. It's like God... I'm going to forgive them. I'm going to, I'm going to put love over this thing. I'm going to cover it. Forgiveness is not justifying. Uh, forgiveness is not reconciliation, right? That's different. I'm going to talk about that in a second, right? But forgiveness, I'm going to forgive because I have a command on my life to forgive. And forgiveness is really almost more about me than it is for them. You say, Pastor, they don't deserve forgiveness. I know, but neither do I. And God forgave me. And you don't deserve it either. And God forgave you. And then he says, turn around and forgive other people. I said it a couple weeks ago, everybody's a victim of sin. Everybody's a villain of sin. It is the broken state of humanity that we find ourselves. I need grace. So does somebody else. Forgiveness keeps me free. Keeps me free. I can't go forward until I forgive. Hey, if you're married in here, let me, let me camp on marriage. You can't go forward in your marriage until you forgive. You just can't be done. Forgiveness allows for fresh starts, new beginnings. It allows me to go forward. Doesn't always mean reconciliation will happen, but at least in my heart, in my life, I can go forward. And it's a journey, like I said, but I want to embrace the journey. It literally took me two years, maybe even almost three, before I could think about the person and I wasn't overwhelmed with anger and the offense and, the, and just, I don't know, just, so it took me a long time. So if you're there, start with where you're at. God, give me love. Give me your love for them. I choose to forgive them. I choose to talk well of them. This is why the Bible says pray for your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Bless them, right? Do good to them. Why is God saying that to his kids? Because he wants his kids to stay free. Otherwise, I get locked in this terrible cycle of revenge and revenge and revenge. And where does it end? And God is saying today to his kids, get off the train of hate and revenge and get over here where you experience some goodness and love and grace. You know, sometimes the, the best payback is just getting healed and going on and living a better life. Is it not? 
Sometimes the best payback is just be like, I'm enjoying my life, and I'm full of God, and I'm happier than I could ever imagine. All right, you want to silence your haters? Just go have a great life. You know, the Bible says in Psalm, David said, he goes, God, you prepared a banquet for me in the midst of my haters and my enemies, man. Like, you've just made a banqueting table. I want to sit there with Jesus and enjoy what he's prepared for my life, and I'm going to let him worry about the hate because I can't keep it in my heart. It's too, it's too heavy, too much. I don't know why I'm camping on this one so much, but I am. Number three, where is it going? Okay, I'm acknowledging it, Pastor. I'm processing my pain with God. I'm taking my pain to God so I don't go to unhealthy ways. I'm staying with him. I'm taking ownership of what I did right, of what I did wrong. As much as it's on me now, I'm going to take that responsibility. I'm going to live at peace. Now, Pastor, I'm forgiving. I'm letting forgiveness flow through me. I'm trusting God. I'm on the journey. I'm not going to just let my emotions and my mind overtake me. I'm not going to let poison and bitterness live inside of me. I'm forgiving. I'm taking that journey of forgiveness. I'm wanting to go forward in life. Where, where are we at now? We're either going to get reconciliation or we're going to get resilience. God's either going to give you the gift of reconciliation or you will get the gift of resilience. Forgiveness requires one person. Reconciliation requires two or more. What is biblical reconciliation? Biblical reconciliation is we're coming back to the table and we're saying, here's what I did wrong. And the other person saying, here's what I did wrong. I forgive you. I forgive you. Let's reconnect and continue relationship. That's reconciliation. The Bible says we've been given the ministry of reconciliation. So it's actually on our lives as believers to reconcile people back to God in relationship and then reconcile each other back together. Probably one of my favorite things about what I get to do as a pastor and being a church leader. I love when people get back together and forgive each other and in grace and in God's love, we build something better, more beautiful than we ever could have before. And I think it's only doable by God. I think one of the reasons the world is still so hurting is they've never experienced the healer. Even people that have gone through church hurt Let's not create a solution that's apart from the church. If you want to really get healed, that's going to require Jesus, and it's going to require actual spirit-filled, loving believers. You know, you can't get healed apart from, you can't have a true healing apart from Christ. So yeah, the church might have hurt you, but the church can also help heal you. Let me dig a little bit. I don't want to create a scenario where like, oh, my healing has to happen away from God. No, no, your healing happens with God. I'm going to come back to God and let God heal me. So reconciliation is I'm back to the table. Now we're talking, and we've taken ownership. We've forgiven. We go forward. Sometimes that happens. It's beautiful when it does, and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you can want reconciliation, and they don't, and it it doesn't happen. All right? And that's just, that is what it is, right? And at those times, it's like, God, I I feel like I did what I could do, and I'm going to be at peace. Sometimes the other person won't take any ounce of ownership of perhaps the evil they've committed. And in those cases, I also recognize I need a boundary here. Because until there's ownership and repentance, we can't have reconciliation. Because it needs repentance and forgiveness. Y'all tracking? Make sense? Take some notes on this one, please. Please take some notes on this one. I want to help you. I want to help you get there, okay? So I'm looking for peace. I'm looking for the sense of God. When, when do we do this? You know, I want to see where, where it's at there. And, and you can tell. If, if you're married today, oh, man, we want to work on this. We want to reconcile, right? We do. We want to, we want to get to it. Sometimes, again... Sometimes reconciliation happens, sometimes it doesn't. I get the gift of resilience. I love, I love this in the dictionary. Resilience is the capacity to withstand or to recover quickly from difficulties. Toughness, 
the remarkable resilience of so many institutions, right? The second one I love is, it says, to spring back into shape, the elasticity of, of something. It is the toughness. It's the ability to come back. Sometimes relationships break down in our lives, and it is over. Sometimes you don't get to say what you wanted to say. Sometimes you don't get to have those conversations at the table. Sometimes you, you walk on, and they'll never understand your side. Sometimes they misjudge you, and that'll just never be made right, or whatever it is, right? Sometimes, sometimes you did do something, and you'll never get a chance to even say, I am sorry for doing that, or whatever it is. Sometimes we do that, and, and here's what you get to do. Now, most of my human relationships in life have been able to reach a place of reconciliation. Some of them, I've been given the gift of resilience. I think for you, most of your relationships will be reconciled. Some of them will not be. That's the reality of life. You get the gift of resilience. What do you get to do in those moments? You get to trust Jesus with the crash. Jesus, I trust you with the soul crash. Help me go on with you. I have had to lean. There, there's a phenomenal quote, um, and she was a Holocaust survivor, and she said, you don't know Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. Sometimes you don't know Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. Here she is in a concentration camp. The only thing she has is Christ. You know, and I thought, you know, God, if you're in my life, any other human relationship is still secondary to the greatest relationship I have in my life. And you said, you'll never leave me nor forsake me. God doesn't even want you to be perfect before he accepts you. Think about that. He'll take you still half a mess. And he said, I won't leave you. I won't forsake you this relationship with me, you follow me, this thing's safe, right? Like I'm a safe relationship. Every other relationship is still secondary. So what do I do with any broken secondary relationship? I take it to my primary relationship and I say, God, I trust you with this. Give me resilience. Let me go on with you. All right. I've acknowledged it. I'm not running to unhealthy things. I'm running to God's presence. Uh, I've forgiven. My heart is staying free. Now we're either moving toward reconciliation or resilience, depending on some of those dynamics. What do we get to do, guys? We get to go on to new things. We get to move forward. Revelation 21.4, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things have passed away. He'll wipe away every tear. When I was a new believer, I was like, man, Jesus is going to heal everything right now. 20 years in, I've realized some things get healed on the earth, some things get healed in heaven. Let that sink in. Some things get healed on the earth. Some things get healed in heaven. But there will be a day. Every tear will be wiped away. You and I will be able to perfectly communicate. We will no longer have a flesh or a sin nature or anything broken about us. Right? There's no more broken relationships. There's no more soul crashes. Everybody, all the tears wiped away. Everything made new. No more pain. You know, those of you that just kind of live in a, in a sense of soul pain, think about this. There's a day... There's no more pain. Some of you, you're like, I don't even know what that even feels like, Pastor. Like, think about the beautiful promise of the total healing on all of our lives. That's just incredible. We're being sucked up into this thing one day. I'm on the journey of this total reconciliation. Try to live your Christian life in a way where you'll be getting the apologies in heaven and not having to give them. We're headed toward total reconciliation right? We're, we're being taken there. Um, I, I, I'm going to quote the great uh, theologian Rafiki here from The Lion King. Um, the past can hurt, but the way I see it, you can either run from it or learn from it. 
The past can hurt. That, that car crash hurt. Trying to forgive them, man, that hurt, right? Uh, maybe you tried to reconcile and it still didn't work. You're like, it, this is, the whole thing's painful, Pastor, right? We can run from it our whole life. We can medicate from it or we can, we can, get, healed. We can get healed from it. Relational disasters don't have to define us, but they most certainly can refine us. Relational disasters don't have to define you forever, but they can refine you. Um, again, I've been refined a few times, and I've, gotten, I've learned a lot from it. You know, I've learned a lot from it. And I'll say this to you, those of you that are believers. Just preach and teach from your scars, not your open wounds. Let people see the scars. Let God see your open wound. Let God heal the open wound, right? And then, and then when he heals it, you're like, all right, now I, can, now I got my testimony, right? We always have a test before a testimony. Get through the test first and then, and then share the testimony. I think car crashes, these soul crashes, can kind of feel like a burn force. And um, look at this real quick. I, I think a relational meltdown, a relational soul crash, it can just feel like a fire came in and burned up the whole forest, can it? You're just like, man, everything that was beautiful just burned down. Uh, you know, family relationship broke down or dating thing broke down or, you know, just whatever the human dynamic is. You're like, man, it just feels like this thing just burned to the ground, God. Like it just hurts and it, I feel like I lost and, you know, whatever. And I think we've all felt that way, right? So, you know, we, we all understand. What's interesting about this crazy forest fire is the fire is so intense that it cracks the seeds that are underground and it, and it forces them to come out. It, it makes them come out in ways that they, they would have just set dormant. And so Jesus makes this beautiful promise in Isaiah. Uh, he says, forget the formal things. Don't dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Sometimes in, in, the, in the crashes, these soul crashes, God has given me something new in ways that I never saw coming. And he is the God that makes all things new. The power of God to heal will always be greater than man's ability to hurt. Humans have the ability to hurt. It's true. God has the ability to heal. And if you will open your soul and your heart up to Jesus and say, God, it's true, I've been hurt. I don't want it to define me. Yeah, it could refine me. I feel like I've lost so much. But God, I want your promise in my life that you will do something new in this heart. I believe the power of the Holy Spirit can be dispensed to you and God can make new things in your heart. He is always greater than people. Do you believe that this morning? I do. Some of you are like, I don't know. I want to. I want to. Hang in here. Keep coming back. Keep growing in God. I have seen God move and work and do so many beautiful things. And if you're in here today and you're going through something, hang in there. Hang in there with Jesus. Process that pain with him. Start the journey of forgiveness. You know, don't even have to force reconciliation. Start trusting God with that journey of that and trust God for new things. Trust him to heal your heart and bring back wholeness. He is a healing God and he knows how to heal every inch of you, including all those pieces on the inside. Let me pray for you real quick. In fact, if you're here this morning, you're like, yo, pastor, that just read my mail. My soul's hurting. Would you just lift your hands and all eyes closed for a second? Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Just say, I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you. I'll just be like, yo, that, that landed. I'm hurting a little bit. You know, I'm just going through something. Let me pray for those of you that did that this morning. Father, we love you. Lord, you are a healing God. And relationships are beautiful. They're wonderful. They heal us. Um, God, relationships can be really painful. 
Um, and we need to be reminded that you're with us as we go through the, the broken things. And God, I pray right now that you would just unleash the power of your Holy Spirit right now. God, that you would begin to heal hearts. God, that you would begin to heal broken souls and broken emotions. God, that you would give your people wisdom. You'd give us grace. You would fill us with a heart ready to forgive, that we might stay free. God, we thank you that you're refining us. God, I, I just ask right now that as they apply your word, your wisdom, that your power would meet them right now and begin to build something new that like the prophet said, that we would let go of the past, that we would let go of the former things and we would embrace the new thing that you want to do in our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thanks again for checking out our podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe. Share with a few friends. Thanks for helping us make Jesus famous right here in South Florida. Again, if you're in the Fort Lauderdale area, we'd love to see you sometime. Or as always, visit us online, citylift.church. Have an amazing day.